0: Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Greg Roulette of Ambitious.com. He has some great advice to give you, some great information about the power of branding and the power of video and what it does for your business. And if you're not doing videos, you need to be doing videos. It's very important for business, and especially in today's day and age. So he talks about his journey. He actually was part of a band. He was a rapper in a rock band. Tells a story with that and how it led him to doing info products and doing the video production he's doing, and then his successful business with ambitious.com. And Greg is actually going to be speaking at Young Entrepreneur Convention. He'll be speaking at Young Entrepreneur Convention April 23rd. He'll be there to speak, and you're going to, after listening to the show, you're definitely going to want to come listen to him speak about all the content he's going to give you. I mean, the guy's a genius, everything he's done. And it was, it was entertaining to hear him speak on everything that he knows. But it, the video aspect of things for business is very important. He shares with you how to brand yourself and how uh, info products and how to get your name out there and how you really don't even need a huge audience to be successful in business. So you definitely want to check this show out. You're going to have a lot of fun listening to him. And uh, let's jump right into it. So let's get started with Greg Roulette. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and I'm stoked about this show. I I am pumped because this guy is one of the most interesting men I know. I got introduced to him. He's actually, his company is a sponsor of Young Entrepreneur Convention. He'll be speaking at Young Entrepreneur Convention But today we have Greg Roulette of Ambitious.com. Greg, how's it going, my man?
1: Dude, awesome. Happy to be here.
0: I am stoked to have you because, I mean, your story, I mean, you were in a rock band, you're a rapper, and now you're a successful businessman, you're doing speaking, you're doing all these things, and it's exciting. And your mission in life, you you want to help millennials, the younger generation, which I'm all about. So we're going to get along very well. I want you to start with where you got started. I mean, your childhood, how it led you into entrepreneurship. And how it led you into the rock band, and then we'll go into there <laughs> into your business life.
1: Yeah, I love it. So, a- as a kid, as many kids do, I-, I dream big, right? So, I wanted to be a pro athlete, pro baseball player. I was in the mirror every single day, like grabbing my bat, bottom of the ninth, hitting the hitting the game winning home run, and you know, uh, so it was always like dreaming big. It was never like, ah, I hope I like show it to my little league game and catch a pop fly. It was like, <laughs> no, I'm gonna be the best player like in the world. And that kind of transitioned into, you know, the, the music world. So I actually wanted to be like Master P from No Limit Records. And if you guys are like old enough to know who he was, but he was a, a big New Orleans rapper at the time. And and I grew up in the age in the, the late 90s where the hip hop mogul was like the entrepreneur. So like how entrepreneurs are cool now, your Zuckerbergs, your Bransons. I mean, growing up, these guys were those guys. You're, you had Russell Simmons over at Def Jam. You had uh, Baby from Cash Money Records. You had uh, Master P from No Limit Records, Jay-Z. And Rockefeller. And so I wanted to be like these guys. And so I wanted to be Master P. And I was like, well, let's start a record label. And why not let me be the first rapper on my record label? Right? <laughs> um, so in, in high school, my senior year, I was in this program forget what it was called, but they let me out of school every day at noon, my senior year to start a senior project. And so I started a record label, Um, signed ourselves as our first band. And I waited tables on the weekends to to make enough money to go to the recording studio, recorded an album. Um, Our our rap name in high school was The Burglars because we were the poor kids at a rich kid's school. And um, what we would do is we would actually go and steal like random objects from these rich kids' houses. And I, I, don't. This is like a learn from it, don't do it type moment. But it was like silly stuff. Like we would take the eight ball from their pool table. So ha! You guys can't play pool now, you jackasses. Um, so we were the burglars. More ironically, is my partner in the burglars is now uh, on the SWAT team down in South Florida. So from nice. burglar to SWAT team uh, to entrepreneur. Um, so yeah. So uh, wanna be masterpiece. Started rapping. Uh, you know, doing doing that thing. I got to college and I realized that I wasn't the best rapper in the entire world. Um, And at least I wasn't going to be the next Eminem, right? Like he's dope. I wasn't going to be him. So I figured that like a a competitive advantage for me would be to get a band. I saw Jay-Z do Unplugged with the roots behind him and I was like, oh, that's dope. What if I got a band? And then maybe I could play gigs with rock bands or instead of just being like the white rapper at a rap event, what if I was the rapper at a rock event? Because then I'd stand out, Um, they have more shows, more people will go to rock shows. It was more of a college bar scene which was a better scene for me as the white kid. And so I knew really early on that I needed to differentiate myself and not just be like another white rapper. Like, ah, this guy's like Bubba Sparks or Eminem or whatever it was. And, And really, that's what we did. And that was really the entrepreneurial mindset from day one is like, let me go and hustle. Let me go make a CD. And can I go to this party on Friday night and sell 50 CDs at five bucks a piece? I just made 250 cash. Like, I'm gonna go get some new Jordans. Um, and and that was kind of the mindset. And that's what brought me through through college was was that whole thing. I also, you know, to, to pay my bills, I built a recording studio in my dorm room. And I, I recorded Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony in there. JT Money, if you guys remember that dude. Like, all these Dirty South guys. But every every hip-hop artist at the University of Central Florida went through my dorm room at the time. And that's how I paid for college. It's how I, I paid for parties on Friday night. And it funded my own kind of career, and that's that's the early days. And and the lesson from that is, I dreamed big, but I never lost that sense of of dreaming big. I always wanted to be the biggest. I always wanted to be the baddest. Like as a musician, like I wanted to be on TRL. You guys might not know what TRL is anymore. It was an old MTV show. But like that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in New York City. I wanted to be in Times Square. I wanted to be hanging out with Carson Daly. And um, you know, always just wanted to be bigger, badder, better than everybody else. So
0: you got in the music industry and you got going now, where did that lead to? I mean, how far did you get into it? You were touring, uh, playing gigs. Like what did that lead to?
1: Yeah. So it it was, it was the best way to spend like 18 to 23, like you ever could. Right. Like imagine like being, you know, a rock act touring the country, you know, when you're 21 years old and, um, I played everywhere from Madison Square Garden in New York City at the New York Music Festival out to the knitting factory out in Hollywood Boulevard, anywhere and everywhere in between. It sounds a lot more glamorous than it really is. It was most it was a lot of eating ramen noodles. It was a lot of going to truck stops and using the hot water at the truck stop to heat your ramen noodles up. Um, But it was like the most fun thing in the entire world. Like we made money and we made a living playing music and it was great. Um, We uh, kind of what was going to be our big break was about a 1520 city tour with a big rock band at the time. They had a song on the radio and uh, I had just gotten married. So my wife loved me very much, and uh, I had taken all of our wedding money and poured it into this tour. I had bought a a trailer. We bought new T-shirts, new hats, CDs, pins, like all the crap to bring on uh, to the merch table. And the day before we were supposed to leave for this tour, uh, the band broke up. And so I just got married, spent all our wedding money. And then my band is kind of like, yeah, we're not going. And so one part of me was like, I'm starting the rest of my life with this woman uh, who I love very dearly. And then the other side of me, my heart just got ripped out of me because this is, you know, these are people that, you know, you you were sleeping in vans with these guys, you know, traveling the world with them. It it wasn't just like a band breakup. Um, We were kind of like a Linkin Park ish uh, group at the time. So it was imagine like I was the rapper. From Lincoln Park, and so imagine now losing the singer uh, and the guitarist. So it wasn't like you could just replace them very easily, and uh, it was devastating. I, I I, once this happened, I slept on the couch. Uh, I was sleeping all day. My wife's parents hated me. You know, I just got married, and they're like, "Bro, like you need to do something to like support our daughter." And I'm like, "I don't know what to do. I'm moping. I'm sitting around." And it was actually them, my wife's parents, who made me go to an event, much like the Young Entrepreneur Convention that you're putting on. um, It was an internet marketing event at the time. And my wife's parents were like, you're coming with us to this. And I'm like, oh, God, like (laughs) at 22, 23 years old, however it was at the time, like that's the last thing you want to do is be dragged to this event with your in-laws. Like that sounds terrible. It sounds miserable. Now, obviously, I love these kinds of events. I think that they're, they're life changers. But at that event, I sat there. And the guy was, you know, talking about these e-commerce stores and building online businesses. I mean, this is twelve years ago, thirteen years ago, and this is unheard of. You know, back in the day, at least as prevalent as it is now. And I bought everything that was sold at that event, and I, I maxed out all my credit cards. I maxed out all my wife's parents' credit cards. <laughs> like we we legit bought everything because A, they wanted to invest in me because they were investing in their future, uh, and then B, I was investing in myself. I'm like, dude, this is exactly what I was doing as a band. Like We were promoting our shows. What if now I was promoting products that people could buy? Yeah. And so I took this low moment in my life, like this place where I'm sleeping on the couch, my wife's parents hate me, into now an opportunity to better myself, and I did it using the the power of the internet. And it was going to events like this. It was traveling. It was knowing that there's people like you, Brandon, out there who are teaching people that there is a better way, that you can go out there and do this. You can go and start things. And it was that hope. That got my ass off the couch and got me doing something that that put me on a path really towards success.
0: So I, I want to talk to you because I've, I've you had a low point there with the band breaking up and that would just devastate me. Yeah. Uh, and I've been there, too, with certain things of business. What was your biggest learning? Because I believe failures like that are just so necessary. They build you into a stronger person. What did you learn from that experience and how did it make you better?
1: Yeah. One of the things, and it's, it's really tough because I do have a lot of business partners today and I rely on partners, but it was that I always want my own destiny to be in my own hands. So with the band situation, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't just replace them. They weren't just, oh, let's just replace this. Like the, the dude was like half the group, you know? Yeah. and. So I really learned that if, if I was going to be successful, it was up to me to be successful, that I didn't want to lean on, oh, I got to make sure that Brandon shows up and does his homework this week and does all of his stuff. Like, yes, do I do I have business partners? Do I have people that help? But at the end of the day, it's what I do that determines my success, not these other folks. And that was probably the the, the biggest lesson is that if I want to be successful, it's up for to me to be successful, not for other people. Like, uh, you – other people are never going to be as excited about your idea as you are. No. Other people are never going to work. Like Gary Vee is on this rant right now talking mm-hmm. about he doesn't expect people in this Vayner world to work as hard as he does because it's not, his comp- it's not their company. Like it's my business at the end of the day. And if I'm not willing to do the work, my guy that I'm paying 10 bucks an hour is sure as hell isn't going to work okay. as hard as I'm going to work. So it's up to me at the end of the day. And I think at that point, at that low point where I was sitting on the couch to now going to this event, to getting starting internet, internet marketing and learning, learning the entrepreneurship world is that it was on me. That I had to do the work. And, and if I didn't do the work, I wasn't going to get the results.
0: Nobody's going to get you to your dreams for you. Your team can support you. But, like you said, for your ideas, nobody sees the idea like you do. So it is no. in your hands. And us as entrepreneurs, we want to have control of our destiny. If we don't, it eats us alive. It, yeah. it, and that's why you're clearly taking control now. So you went to that event, you got all that content. What happened from there?
1: This is the funny part of the story. So, uh, I started selling, uh, uh, so it was, I learned how to do like e-commerce stores. So selling products online, the first product I sold was hammocks. So I owned (laughs) backyard hammocks.com and I found a, a company that would drop ship me hammocks from Canada. And, uh, I don't know, I like did something in some software, some algorithm, and it said, you should sell hammocks. I was like, all right, let's sell hammocks. Um, and so I sold hammocks online. It was great. Like I was running Yahoo PPC ads and Google PPC ads, and I was selling hammocks. Um, and at the same time that I was selling these hammocks, I was going online and trying to learn how to sell more hammocks. And so I stumbled into the world of what, what would be now like digital courses or e-learning, uh, but I was buying ebooks. So I buy an e-book about how to do Google pay-per-click advertising or how to do Yahoo advertising or how to do SEO better. And I was buying these books, like ebooks, like PDFs for like $100 and $500 and $300. And at some point, something in me clicked and goes – Hey, these guys are like the guys selling picks and axes at the gold rush. Everybody's trying to go find gold, but the real people making the money are the ones selling the picks and the axes. And uh, it started clicked, and I go instead of like selling these hammocks for 140 bucks, where my margin I only make like ten dollars on them because I gotta pay for the hammock and I gotta pay for the ads and yada yada. What if I sold the eBooks and what if I was someone creating the information? And so the the, the the light switched and I was like, let me do this. So what I ended up doing is I ended up creating an information course, a digital product for musicians, teaching them all of these online marketing things that I was learning. So I was like, dude, if I knew what I knew now... As a musician, when we were touring, we would have been so much better. We would have sold so much more products. What if I knew how to run ads? What if I knew how to do upsells and cross-sells? What if I knew how to bundle products? What if I knew how to, you know, Brandon buys a CD, and then what if I then offered him a T-shirt? You know, instead of getting $10 from Brandon, I now got $25 or $50 from Brandon. And so I taught musicians some of that business 101 stuff, uh, and it was a course called New Music Economy, a lot of failures and things with that, but long story short, ended up selling tens of thousands of them to musicians all over the world over the course of uh, three, four years. And that was really the changing point in my life was now taking the things that I knew and learned and creating e-learning digital courses and selling them to people who needed the things that I knew. So that that was the big transition was hammocks was cool, I learned a lot, but it was now learning how to sell hammocks that I learned about this whole other world that was out there for me. So you're selling information now. I mean, you're, you're info products. Yeah, that and that's that's really the world that I've lived in for the past eight nine years is selling information products, information courses. Um, what what I believe that I've done really well is I didn't get started selling you know, I didn't buy a course on Twitter and then go and sell somebody else a course on how to use Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of that happening in this marketplace right now is they go on a webinar about webinars and they buy a course about webinars and then the next week they do a webinar selling courses on how to do webinars where I think I had a, a differentiation in the marketplaces. I was a musician for, you know, six, seven years. I was touring, I was in the dirts. Like I knew these people's languages and then I was actually going out and I was selling hammocks. I was doing these things. I was I was in, uh, as Gary would call it, like the clouds in the dirt. Like I was in the dirt like shoveling the dirt. Like I was in Yahoo. I was in creating my own landing pages, creating my own websites. And I had success at all of that. And then I was teaching the things that I was successful at. I think there's a, a lot of people getting into the information world today where they are not having experience in something. They're selling something to make a quick buck. And I think there's a big problem with that because it's turning into an incestuous world and it's not authentic and it's not sustainable. Where it's been sustainable for me is that I was super passionate about it. I was doing it. I was living it. I was loving it. And then I was helping others to get there at the same time. But I believe in this world. I think it's beautiful. And we we built a huge business out of it uh, over the, uh, I partnered with a celebrity branding agency about five, six years ago. Uh, we have now a, a client services business too, where we help people get in major media and get on TV, get, you know, major publications. And then we have an entire arm at Ambitious where we create these digital courses. And it's been a heck of a ride, man. And it, it, it's super fun, but it all stems from those, those early days. You've just dropped a lot there. I mean, you a lot of <laughs> information. All, I talk fast. It's that like twist of flow. No,
0: I do too. It, that's uh, I love it. I love it. And you can tell you were part of a band. Um, so everything now. Give us a little insight about your business. About I mean, how you make money and what people get out of it. I mean, you've built up in nine yeah. years. You've got to where you are with ambitious.com. Let's see where are you at now with your business. What does that consist of, and what you're doing for
1: people. Totally. So the, 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 the two core businesses are the celebrity branding agency, which is where we bring media marketing and PR to the entrepreneur. And what we mean by that is most agencies out in the world, most New York agencies, Madison Avenue agencies, they're trying to brand companies. We try to brand people because we believe that a person is the differentiator in any business because most of us do the same thing. Right. Even if you're, you know, uh, you know, if you're a real estate agent, well, guess what? There's tens of thousands of real estate agents in your hometown that do the same thing. They can list the house in the same MLS and put your listing in the same newspaper and do the same online advertising. But what makes someone want to list their house with Brandon or with me or with Johnny down the street, it's the personality of the person. And so we help to brand people. And we do that through media, through helping people to become best-selling authors, helping people to get on TV, helping people to get in major newspapers, magazines. We have now a films division where we're doing short documentaries, 30, 60 minute documentaries on our clients. And the core of it is we help people to tell their story. We feel that a brand is nothing more than a story and the best brands are the best storytellers. And we try to make it that simple is that, you know, whether you like them or hate them, like McDonald's and Coca-Cola, they're the best storytellers in the entire world, right? Their products, eh, maybe not the best products in the world, depending on your, your stance, but they're the best storytellers in the world. So how do we make you as a solopreneur, as an entrepreneur, how do we get people to hear your story? And we think the best way to do that is through media. Um, So that is one of the core businesses, helping people tell their story through media. The second side at ambitious.com is now we want to help to give entrepreneurs the skills that they need to be better business people, which ultimately gives them better lifestyle. I'm a, a true believer in lifestyle in that, Everything goes back to lifestyle in uh, Tim Ferriss and for Hour work week. The best quote in that entire book is where he says, most people don't really want the million dollars. They want the lifestyle that they think a million dollars exactly. gives to them. And I believe that to be wholeheartedly true is that if I can help you to build a business that gives you the freedom to do whatever you want to do, to go to jujitsu class at ten in the morning, to go spend time for me, it's my kids. Like I want to be home every day at five o'clock so I can take the kids to the park. We can play some baseball. We can get home. We can do some dinner. Like I want to create a business that gives me that. Um, and so we want to give entrepreneurs the skills so they can build these types of businesses. And so what we do is we bring in the top thought leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. Uh, from like you coming in, you're going to do a crowdfunding class for us. We've had Facebook experts come in. We uh, We've had people teach about digital courses. We've had uh, one of the top media people who uh, used to do the Green Room for the Bill O'Reilly show talk about how he prepares people to be in interviews. And we deliver these courses live for free. So what most people would charge, you know, and it's the world I was in, they charge $2,000 for a course or $500 for a course. We actually do it for free if people show up live because we want to really give people the skills they need to change their life. And then we monetize that in a freemium model where if someone wants access to the course after it's live, they pay for it. So maybe you can only show up for an hour of a six hour course, or you loved it so much that you wanna go back to it, then you pay for access. So it's a freemium model to entrepreneurial education. And I believe that is the future because I believe in micro learning. Like if you're an entrepreneur and you're like, man, I see that there's an opportunity with Snapchat right now, but I don't really know how to do it. Well, guess what? Come to one of our free three hour classes about Snapchat, learn about it, and hey, if you wanna buy it and get access to it and give it to your team, great. If not, you just learn the micro skills that you needed today to take your business to the next place and I'm a big believer in education not just here and we're talking in America but in third world countries like going into Africa and can you teach them about presentation skills can you teach them about entrepreneurship to get their village out of poverty and we've seen it happen firsthand we've gone into Mexico and built entrepreneur centers there and we've gone into uh, places like the Dominican Republic and we've helped women entrepreneurs there and we know that educating people to be entrepreneurs is what's going to change the world. It's not government. It's not who's going to be the next president. Who gives a shit if it's Trump or Clinton or whoever? It doesn't matter. It's in your hands. It goes back to personal responsibility that we talked about. I'm going to stop talking and, and turn. Dude, out
0: I, I'm letting you talk because you know <laughs> everything you're saying is what I preach, and you know it's giving that free content. I mean, I'm sure you read the book by Jay Barry Utility, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I love mean, Jay yeah, it's about the the content you give out, and the more free content you get, I mean, in return, I mean, if you give them stuff that's going to help you or help them. They're going to buy from you. So for example, when I come on your uh, program here in May, I'll talk about crowding what four hours. I think I'll be talking with you crowdfunding. Yep. Yeah. So at the end they get opportunity to get all that package in a course. Correct.
1: Yeah, 100%. So if they come in, they show up live, um, they'll get your best stuff on crowdfunding, which yeah. is great because you're going to help someone now do their next million dollar crowdfund on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. But then you're going to get a bunch of other people who maybe they're not ready yet. Maybe they want to go and show the videos to their team. And it's going to help the next generation of entrepreneurs go, you know what? I don't need VC funding, you know, and give away 90% of my freaking company to some jackass that exactly. doesn't understand my business. And I'm going to do it my damn self. And I'm going to be more successful because now I own the whole thing. Exactly. And, I got buyers for my, my product before it even exists, like best model ever. But you're going to come and teach that to thousands of people live in a studio and you you get one-to-one access via media. And I don't know. I'm and a, I'm and super if they excited. love, and if they, if they love
0: that content, obviously you build that trust with which they're going to love it because I could talk all day on this. If they love <laughs> it, they're going to want more. And if they exactly. don't, then Hey, they're not. And no. that's why you give them all that free access first. And yeah. that's why, for anybody, entrepreneurs to have success in our era, for the millennials and everything moving forward, you got to have more of giving free content, giving valuable content, and then in return from that, you get money in return. So t- talk about that. I mean, with our era, it's all about the free content you put out and building up your brand. What for the for the millennials out there, if they want to start a business, what advice can you give them in terms of trying to do that?
1: So one thing is, is short-term versus long-term is everybody wants short-term money because look, we're all broke, right? Like whenever yeah. when you're like 23 years old, you're like, bro, I need like 500 bucks so I can go on spring break next week. So we're all thinking about short-term, but we really need to play in the long-term. Um, meaning that is what you're doing now, is it a quick win for this week? And then you got to scramble again to do it next week and then scramble again. Cause that sucks. Like then you're just a hustler. Then you're just a drug dealer on the streets. You're just dealing with something else. You're selling shoes or you're what, whatever it is. So what is the long term process to where you're building a process, you're building a system, you're building a real business. The, The second thing that I think is more important is that every company today is a media company. So even if you're a dentist, what you really are is a media company that does dental services. Meaning that you need to be putting out content to your marketplace, like you know, six tips to a healthy smile, and you should be doing Snapchat videos, and you should be posting out Instagrams of your cool smile makeover that you just did, and you should have uh, you know, uh, cool uh, Facebook posts about, hey, I just got done with surgery. Look at you know, Brandon just walked out. He got a hot new smile, and here's six things that I want you to learn about that. <laughs> and then the back end of that is that you get to sell dental services. Now, that can be applied to every business across the planet, whether you're selling sneakers, you're selling digital courses, you're selling coaching, is that we are all in a media-driven business. This is why I'm taking time out of my day, you're taking time out of your day to do this podcast today because you know that media is what's going to help you grow your business. You get people to listen to the show, you're like, oh, shit, this Brandon guy's smart. Oh, wow, he interviewed this Greg guy. This Greg guy's smart. Maybe I should learn more from him. And then they go to my site and they see more videos from me and more stuff, and they build trust with me, and they build trust with you, and then ultimately they show up to, to your event and, you know, they show up to your event in the middle, middle of the country, the middle of nowhere, you know, from yeah, the, the middle you know, of like, Iowa, the middle of Iowa. Like you ain't you're not doing it in L.A. or Vegas or Orlando, you know, but you built such trust with your audience. They're willing to come to Iowa for the event. You know, I build trust with people. They're willing to come to Orlando, to do a course with me because they, 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 they trust me. But we're all in a media business. The cool news is wherever it is, is this thing is a media creation device. Yeah, right? phones like, are crazy. Phones are crazy. You can be doing video. You can do audio. You can, you know, write blog posts. You're waiting for the bus to pick you up is we are all in a content creation game. And you're right that we need to create content that gets people's attention because there are so many podcasts. There are so many YouTube channels. There are so many blogs. What I tell folks when they're first getting started is that, don't do something because it's a shiny object and everyone's doing it. Oh, I saw Brandon's got a podcast, so I gotta do a podcast. Well, if you suck at talking, don't do a podcast. Yeah. If you're scared of video and you you freeze up like a crazy person, like maybe don't do video. Maybe then do audio. If you love talking to your friends on the phone, maybe you should do a podcast. If you love writing, write. Like blogs aren't dead, sucky blogs are dead. Like, you know, you know, podcasts aren't dead, crappy ones where they interview the same people who are on the same person's show and there's no differentiating factor. Those shows are dead. You know, video Video isn't overused on, on YouTube. There's a new YouTube star every day. But what isn't good is the guy who does crappy iPhone videos with no lighting and he can't talk. Like those videos are dead. So find the medium that fits you, that fits your personality. If you're a great writer, then write. You can still get seen. You can still be heard. If you're great at talking and you have a differentiating factor there, do it. If you're great on video, you got a great personality, do video. Do you. And That's going to come across. That's what's going to build trust with the marketplace. That's what's going to build you customers, and that's the long game. And it, it's, um, it's putting
0: content out nonstop, and like you said, you pick your medium, but the thing is, I mean, in the next five years, I, I think they say by 2020, we're going to hit 50 billion devices that connect to the internet, and if you can build up your awareness now, your brand, five years from now, I mean, it's going to be exponential, I mean, the amount of people you can reach. So you got to be consistent on the content. And you look at any celebrity out there, any Gary Vaynerchuk, or I mean, all these people on Snapchat, on internet, everything, they're building up their brand and they're investing a lot of money in ads and social media to help build that awareness because they know what's going to happen in the years to come. Where do you see the future of media, the future of Facebook,
1: the future of marketing going? How is it going to change? Yeah, so distribution has completely changed. And I'm not the first person to ever say this. but So when I got started in the music business 13 years ago, there was MTV and BET. Like, that was it. If you had a music video, the only place you could have it seen was MTV, MTV2, or BET. Now, I can shoot a, a music video with my iPhone have it on YouTube this afternoon. Right? So distribution has completely changed. The other thing that has completely changed is that you don't need, and this is the hard thing to grasp, you don't need a million people to check out your stuff to be very, very successful. You need to hone in on the people that that care about you and your message. So when I talk about marketing, I think two things happen. And you should focus on these two things. You should attract the people that you want into your life and your marketing should repel everybody else away. Get them out of your life as fast as possible. And some of the best people in the entire world to do this are the radio guys. So people on radio now. And I love them. Like Dave Ramsey. Like I'm not a huge fan of his his investing philosophy, but I'm a huge fan of Dave Ramsey the brand. Guess what? The guy is on radio three hours a day, five days a week. That's 15 hours on the radio. Like, uh, do you do you talk to your mom for 15 hours a week? No so if you listen to dave ramsey 15 hours a week you know him intimately more than you know your mom because your brain can't process the fact that he's not your mom you're just he just takes up such a space in your life if you watch oprah five days a week for two hours a day oprah might have that place in your mind and so these people that are in front of you very very frequently and very often are the ones that are winning so you said it earlier It's it's not just broadcasting, but it's broadcasting consistently and constantly in front of your marketplace. I have clients who are just like, well, I just want to do like one video a month. Well, guess what? For 29 days, they just got braided by all of your competitors, by other people, by other stuff. You're now like completely out of their life because they're checking their Facebook feed every six seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. So the more constantly you can get in front of your market, the more consistently you can get in front of your market, the more attention that you're going to get from that market. Again, you don't need millions of people, but can you get uh, Kevin Kelly, the thousand true fans? Can you get 10,000 people? I mean, so Gary Vee, love him to death, but if you look at his YouTube stats, he's only getting 40,000 views of his YouTube videos. We think that millions upon millions of people are seeing it. It's not. He has a very concentrated niche of people that love him to death. And that's all he needs to move a lot of books, to do a lot of things be very market spoke focus. I think why I was successful selling those music products back in the day is because I wasn't selling a how to get started in business product. I was selling a how to be successful in the music business product. And I had those 10,000, 20,000 true fans in the music industry that loved me that fell on every word that I did. Like they were opening every email. They were looking at every MySpace posted back in the day. MySpace. MySpace, (laughs) I briefly remember that. (laughs) But, you know, I had this very segmented and targeted market. And so create media for that specific market. Uh, uh, Another guy that I love is Glenn Beck, right? So he's got the blaze.com, very controversial figure, used to be on Fox News, another radio guy. And he said that he doesn't try to convert the unconverted. What he meant by that is that if you're, you know, a Mormon and you're knocking door to door trying to get people to convert to Mormonism, if you had like the most devout Christian of all time, don't knock on that guy's door. You're not converting him, right? So don't waste your breath trying to convert that guy. Go find the guy who last week just bought a book on Mormonism and he's like, "Eh, I'm kind of thinking about switching. Knock on that guy's door because you can convert him. So, so many of us spend so much time trying to talk to the person that will never be converted. Like uh, I got a guy that that, that sells hummus, love him to death. And if he goes and knocks on someone's door and they hate hummus and they throw up every time that they try and eat it, why is he bothering talking to him? Just skip him, go on to the next guy. And so focus your energy, your attention on creating media for the people that want your stuff, not the people who vehemently hate it or are opposed to it. So more
0: saying is target your specific niche, your avatar, versus trying to target everybody because if you do that, you're not going to reach anybody.
1: Yeah. And that's what everybody wants to do. Everybody wants to, well, I'm just going to help every entrepreneur on the face of the planet. Like, no, jackass, you're not like, it's not the same. Like we made, so I made this mistake, right? So when we first lost ambitious.com, we were trying to be the answer to everyone. And we were trying to solve every entrepreneurial problem and question in the entire world. And we failed miserably because even with this, this like hummus guy, like I can't help him with distribution and manufacturing. I don't know how to make tens of thousands of bottles a day of hummus and send them to Whole Foods. Like, I don't know how to do that. I kind of know how to market it online, but I don't know how to do that. And so we made that mistake of like, we can help anybody with any entrepreneur problem. Like, no, you can't. Like, I don't know that world. I don't know the regulatory world of some of these big, like uh, we have a healthcare client who just came to us and they have so many like regulations and compliance issues. And like, I would need like 15 lawyers on my team. Like, I don't know how to deal with that. So we've really honed in and focused on how can we help people on the digital side? Because that's the side I get. I know how to create digital courses and do online marketing and talk to guys like you on podcasts. Why don't I just focus on that? There's plenty of people there. And so look, we all, I make that mistake all the time. And, but honing in back on your audience, that's where you're going to have the most success. I believe that video is
0: the power. I mean, video is the yeah. most powerful thing. And like Let you said down. before, telling a story for thousands of years, people have been moved and through stories yes. and the best entrepreneurs are storytellers. So where do you see, I mean, with Facebook and stuff, we're going to go into, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's animated, more innovative, uh, visualization, yeah. um, where do you see uh for marketing what do you what would you suggest or say would be the best like marketing channel right now in social media
1: 100 percent video so this contradicts advice that i gave earlier which was do what you're most comfortable at yep. truth be told you better get freaking good at video because it is not the crazy sh- part about it is it's not the future it's right now like as we're doing this live in uh, early april yesterday facebook made live streaming the most important and fundamental part of their mobile app. So they replaced the messenger icon on the Facebook app with a video thing to where you can do live video right from there. And you can watch live video and watch live video from all over the world. Video like Snapchat, billions of videos being viewed every single day on Snapchat, Instagram. There are almost not quite yet, but I think it's going to happen soon. As many videos being uploaded to Instagram as photos. It is a photo service. I think if I asked you, you'd be like, Oh yeah, it's photos. No, half of just about as many uploads on a daily basis are video on Instagram. Video is where it's at. Now, you're going to have to find a differentiating factor with video somewhere, some shape or form. And I think it goes back to what you just said, which is your story. How do you come across on video? What is your unique position on it? Um, is it just, you know, like you driving in a car, drinking coffee every day? Is that your show? It doesn't matter, but you better be good at it and you better own it. I also believe, uh, TV is not disappearing tomorrow, right? More and more millennials aren't buying cable services, things like that. But guess what? Grandma ain't changing her cable to get a Roku. Um, with that said, I do believe that there is a lot of distribution that's going to come in the form of what used to be TV that's now fragmented TV. Um, we're doing a big deal with Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV right now, uh, where we're going to put broadcast all of our shows and trainings on those networks. Uh, so hopefully by the time you come down, uh, yeah. we'll be doing the replay of those shows on an Apple TV channel for an ambitious Apple TV channel. So that. Way people can go to Apple TV and stream shows, um, because I do believe in that as the future, but video, it's not like, Hey, I, I should be thinking about doing video like a year from now. Like, no, like already billions of videos being viewed, find a way to do it. The cool part is if you search my name and music marketing on YouTube, you will go, Holy shit. This guy sucks. It is the worst video guy of all time. Like my videos from like eight, nine, 10 years ago, they are awful. Like bad lighting. I was using the flip flip cameras back in the day. Yeah. Um, they were terrible, but guess what? I did a video every day. I did a video every week. Ten years later, I'm pretty darn good, right? Now, some people like my style. Some people don't like my style. But I've gotten to a place where I can kind of turn on a camera, turn on a microphone, and go. Like, you know, we, me and you, we pre, we pre-gamed for like three minutes before this, and like we hit go. None of this is scripted. I have no notes, no paper. I didn't even. P- I just put this together. We go and talk
0: and put it on the cusp. But, but you know, not everybody can do that. I mean, you and I, like, I can go in front of TV all day. I've been on TV all over the country. Like, I love this shit. I love it. So how can somebody else that doesn't know that whole aspect, how can they get better at it? Because video is the future. It's now, but it's going to be continuously everything else. So we talk about your platform. You pick your platform. So yeah. it could be Instagram. It could be Facebook, YouTube, whatever. But all of it, you got to incorporate video with it. So yes. how can somebody uh, get better at that? I mean, how, how how can you help them get video? I mean, maybe it doesn't be them. They need video though.
1: Yeah, they do need video. And mm. I personally think for most of our businesses, this is not true for every business, but for most of our businesses, the people that we're talking to on this podcast, it is you, right? Um, mm. You're branding yourself, man. You're branding yourself. And in my business, people are buying me at the end of the day. So if you are selling coaching, consulting, digital courses, uh, even a service sas uh, a service based business, like you're selling marketing services or you're selling like how to do Twitter profiles. What they're buying is you. They're really not buying your product or service. You are the differentiating factor. So I believe that you need to get very comfortable in front of a camera because if you can't convince them that you're the solution to their problem, well, they're going to go find someone else who is the solution to their problem. Again, many people do the same type of service. Like Tony Robbins, love the guy to death. Fantastic. But guess what? Every personal development trainer on the planet says the same crap as Tony does. The reason Tony wins, he's got a billion-dollar business as opposed to the broke guy trying to sell goal training down the street, is that he's Tony Robbins. Only difference, right? And he's seven feet tall, and his hands are bigger than both of our heads combined. But outside of that, he's not teaching anything different. He's teaching goal setting and power, positive thinking, and a little bit of NLP stuff. But it's nothing that most personal development people aren't teaching. But he's Tony, so. You need to get very comfortable. You being direct to a camera. The cool thing is that if you're just getting started today, nobody's watching your damn videos anyway. So <laughs> put it out on YouTube, and your six friends and your mom can go and see it and check it out and get better and shoot a crappy video. Go back to Wine Library episode one, see how bad Gary V. Gary was. v? Yeah, yeah, go back to Wine Library episode 20, see how bad Gary was. Go back to Daily V or not Daily V, the other one, the Ask Gary V. Episode one. It wasn't that good. Go go to go to episode one of University
0: Young Entrepreneurs. That it took me a day to put that together.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like like I just said, like I have really embarrassing videos that are online of me teaching this stuff. But the only way to get better is to continually do it. Right? You're not magically going to get better because you bought a course. And this goes against stuff that I sell. Like I sell buy training courses. But you're magically not going to get better at shooting a video by buying a course. You get better by maybe doing buying the it. course and learning about lighting, but you get better by shooting the video. Like, you don't get better at doing Facebook ads by buying a course on Facebook ads. You get better by buying the course and then applying what it is that you learn. So my my actionable item for everybody that's watching this now is shoot a freaking video. Like, as soon as this podcast ends, get your phone out. Use your little mic on your, Live, your laptop, yeah. whatever it is. Like, doesn't matter. Shoot a video. And, you know, the easy video strategy that I tell people, I learned this from a guy named Mike Canings. Of the 10 by 10 strategy, I think you call it 10 by 10 by 4. Talk about the 10 most frequently asked questions right? So here is your video. Here's your video script. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Roulette from ambitious.com. And I wanted to shoot this quick video for you guys today uh, because I get asked this question all the time. What are digital courses, right? So maybe you're thinking about creating one, or maybe you're thinking about buying one, but what is a digital course? A digital course is just a way to package information that is sold via that's sold and distributed via the internet. So maybe you've wanted to lose weight. Maybe you bought a course about four videos about how to lose weight online. That is a digital course. I hope this video really helped you. And it helps you to understand what a digital course is. Thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next video. Done. Like that's it. I just did a freaking, that's all you need to do. Do that. Just so put what it they on they there. Ask I mean, put it out there. Go to YouTube and go to Facebook, go to Snapchat, go to wherever, put it out there. But that's the only way you get better is by actually filming the thing. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more question. A couple more questions till we get to the end is <clears throat>
0: for millennials, for our generation, let's say we're talking to startups, young entrepreneurs. What do you see in the next two to three years, being the most powerful platform for people to share their message on social media?
1: I'm going to throw you a curveball and I'm going to say that it's email. I think you still use social to drive to email. And until my sales numbers tell me something different, it's email, I will argue because. If I get someone to see a video on social, right, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is, and then I can drive them back to a page where they say, wow, Greg, that video was awesome and I want more stuff from you, and I can get that via email, I can now make sales messages and email and there's still no better channel to make the direct sale than email. And I think a lot of us focus on vanity numbers with social. Hey, I got 20,000 likes on my Facebook page and 72 people liked my Instagram photo. How many people bought? That is the metric that matters. And guess what? Every time I send an email out, more money goes into my bank account. And until I can do that with Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and directly put money in my bank account, I'm still going to argue for email. Now, I use social as a channel to build trust, to do exactly what we're doing here. I think podcasts are a great channel because people are going to see it. They're going to be like, wow, this Greg guy's cool. Let me go back to ambitious.com. And guess what they're going to see when they go to ambitious.com? A big-ass button that says, give me your email address. Because they get on there at my email list and I say, Hey, I got this cool new course. Do you want to buy it? And they buy it directly. So the metrics that you should care about are the metrics that help you to sell product. I think we get caught up in vanity metrics. Like, hey, I posted this photo on Instagram and, you know, on my startup and 400 people liked it. How many people bought? That's the only metric that matters. Cash flow is everything. If you don't have cash coming into your business, you don't have a business. If you haven't sold one of your products, you don't have a business. You have a hobby. And email is the ultimate tool still today that makes money and I I that's powerful so I I would say social media is almost a driver to get the email hundred
0: percent hundred percent so you need both supplement each other but email is actual seal the deal because you're sending out the emails and then through that is where you get the money hundred percent great hey man Uh, what would you say uh, would be your top tips for any young entrepreneur out there for success in business and in this era What is your tips for success for them?
1: Get comfortable creating media. Get comfortable doing whatever it is that you are comfortable doing. If it's doing interviews on a podcast, great. Like there's leverage strategies for all of them. Like I have a real estate agent that I do a lot of work for. She's one of the top five real estate agents in her her brokerage out of like 30,000 agents and what she's done, we've created a podcast for her and she goes and she interviews influential people in the community. She's interviewed the mayor, she's interviewed um, you know, the head, the, the person that does all the mortgages in town. She's interviewed uh, the, the the home improvement division at Home Depot, uh, because guess what? Now all of these people are referral sources and they're sending her business. So find the media that's gonna give you the, big, the biggest leverage play. Um, YouTube is still a great platform, but you know what I love about YouTube is it's a search engine. It's the number two search engine outside of Google. So if you can shoot videos in- In the frame of how to x how to cook better spaghetti sauce and you spell sell spaghetti sauce it's a great platform for you if you are great at pictures and that helps to drive the sales then use instagram so find the platform and create consistent content Um, one of the things i've done with my team i don't do it because it would drive me batshit crazy is i have alarms that go off on their computer every four hours that says post something and it's post something to Instagram, post something to Facebook, post something to Snapchat, whatever the channel we're we're focusing on or that person's focused on, is because again, the attention, especially like so Twitter, like attention's there for 30 seconds and then your tweet's gone. So if you're only tweeting once a day, you got a 30-second window to get the world's attention. So we have, you know, for my guy that does Twitter for me, every hour he gets a notification that comes up on his phone and says, post something on Twitter post something on Twitter, post something on Twitter every single hour, constancy and consistency. So my one tip of advice is get good at media. You have to switch your thinking is that you are not in the selling of your, whatever your thing is business. You're in the media business that helps you to sell your thing. That is the end all be all for everything that I preach. Great content. And I'm stoked to have you at Young Entrepreneur Convention, Greg.
0: I mean, we, we already have a great idea of what you're probably going to talk about, but what will the audience <laughs> learn from you uh,
1: when you come and
0: speak at Young Entrepreneur Convention? What are yeah, some so they- key tips?
1: I love it. So the two things I think I'm going to try and hit on uh, when I get out there and hang out with you in Iowa is uh, one is just this thought of being a media producer. So what does that mean and what does creating a platform mean? And then the second side of it is I'm going to talk about how to take that platform and the things that you know and create your own digital courses because I do believe that is one of the fastest ways for entrepreneurs to create income, revenue, and the lifestyle that they want. So uh, media platform and then transitioning that into a digital course style business. We will be rocking that.
0: For everybody listening, I mean, I've preached on it before. The things we just covered in the show is exactly what you need to learn. If you want to become successful, whatever it is you do in business, you need to learn the video aspect. You need to learn all this content that Greg's talking about. So come down to Young Entrepreneur Convention, listen to him speak, and you'll get to hang out with us. And, dude, I'm excited for it. I'm stoked, and especially in our area, everything that's going to happen. And I'm excited to come on your show. So where else can they find you?
1: Ambitious.com. Ambitious.com, and then I'm just Greg Roulette everywhere. I make it easy for folks, so do that. But more importantly, come to freaking Iowa, and uh, and I'll buy you some beers. Yes, yes, come to Des Moines, Iowa. So that's what I'm talking about. That that's it for
0: today's show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brandon T. Adams. Have a great day, everyone. Dude, Greg is a stud. This guy knows his stuff, especially video production and just branding yourself and building awareness on social media for doing courses. I'm actually going to be flying down to Orlando, and we have the date here. I believe it is May 11th that I will be going on his show. Yeah, it's actually May 11th that I'll be going on his show for like four hours talking crowdfunding. So you can listen to that show for free. And you'll get to hear us talk about crowdfunding. And it's an honor to go down there and speak on a show. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But Greg is coming to Young Entrepreneur Convention, April 23rd. He's going to be speaking. And you're definitely going to check that out. Come to the event, listen to him speak, and then come hang out with us. He'll be there all day. And you can pick his brain and learn everything he knows about video production. Maybe even talked about his early days when he was in the rock band. So Greg's an awesome guy. He is a stud. If you haven't got your tickets yet, go to youngentrepreneurconvention.com. Get your tickets. Come on now. Get your tickets and come join me and many others at this great event. I've been talking about this for a long time now. We're 15 days away, 15 days away to this big event. It's going to be the largest entrepreneurial conference in Iowa. So, hey, be sure to be there. I better see you there. And in the meantime, you know what time it is. Go out there, create something great and become unforgettable. Because life is too short not to. I'm Brendan G. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.